Top of the morning to ya. Oh, you didn't let me skip beat diddly dee dee. Skip beat diddly dee 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 dee. The review podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. Top of the morning to you. There ya. you go. Now, well, well, you know. I uh, wanted to uh, beat you to like talking first because like you always talk first. Oh, yeah. You, you, you like <laughs> bulldozed me. Right I did. There. <laughs> I was just about to go into the skip beat diddly dee and, and. I was you, not going to let you talk first. No, I was like, you were like, you're like, no, you, I, I'm going to do this. Irish thing. <laughs> so, hi, welcome to the Review Podcast. I am Anthony. I'm Bree. And this is a podcast where we review movies. We look at movies a little bit more in depth. At least one of us has seen uh, the movies that we're talking about uh, before. And then we talk about it. We go through it. Maybe we crack a joke here and there. And we end up discussing whether we want to put this movie on our top 100 list of movies best movies of all time uh so far our list has included just three right yeah halloween jurassic park and jurassic park 2 yeah that's it i think that's it so far Um, well that's because we're doing series right now and um the halloween the halloweens get progressively worse (laughs) as we go through not not everyone is a uh is a winner a winner we'll say (laughs) they're enjoyable but not a winner we got we got some stinkers in there but (laughs) We're doing a little bit of a different podcast today. You know, we did our holiday episode with Valentine. uh, Valentine's Day last month. And, and lucky you, you get um, a St. Patrick's Day special episode. Yeah. So we're going to try to tread as lightly as possible. I don't know what's offensive anymore and what's not offensive in terms of like oh, stere- stereotyping and accents. So I'm going to refrain from using an Irish accent because I'm not Irish. Um, Brie already did it. <laughs> so, uh, Brie, I'm canceled. Yeah, you're canceled. You're done. <laughs> it's it's done. It's over. Um, uh, so we are reviewing one of my personal favorite Disney Channel original movies, The Luck of the Irish. Um, this is like a movie I've seen probably upwards of twenty times. I'm gonna be completely honest. You've seen it much more than I have. Did you not watch it every single St. Patrick's Day growing up? No, I did. And <laughs> not every single St. Patrick's Day, but I guess where we should start, because this is going to be a special holiday episode. I don't think we're going to go an hour and a half on this one, but that's what we said last time on the Valentine's Day one. And then we got like, we were playing games in yeah, the middle that was of different. it. But this is, uh, you know, a special the holiday special so it's uh not a normal episode for say it's non-canonical but kind of canonical um now i'm gonna go back into my experience with this movie i'm gonna go back to the era of the early 2000s where the Disney Channel original. Let's bring it back to. Okay. They don't make them like they let's, used to. They let's really bring it, don't. Let's bring it back. Let's rewind our, our clock a little bit. And uh, let's let's do this. Bree? Yeah. The year is 2001. <laughs> September 11th just happened. And uh, we are in a period of turmoil in the country. So... We're thinking about what major world events had gone on in 2001. Well, like September 11th is the big one. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, I think that when was this movie? 2001. 2001 when? Oh, I don't know. I'm assuming St. Patrick's Day. No, I wouldn't be so sure. (laughs) I would look up the release I was just trying to put us into the framework of 2001. 2001, what big things have happened? Well, September 11th happened. We just had a new uh, uh, president that gets elected. And the Disney Channel original movie is thriving in the country. Um, I would have to say, like, I love a good Disney. They don't make a Disney Channel original movie. After Camp Rock, they kind of just, like, all flopped. I think you got to look at Camp Rock might have been the last. Really? Well, there's been No, others. Lemonade Mouth was pretty good. I'm trying to say like the last Disney Channel original, but there are Disney Channel original movies today. You just don't hear about them as often because I guess we're not kids anymore. But Dang. I know. No, the and they're lo- not they're not youth. as good. I think like the thirteenth year, um, seventeen again. Um, like all those like 
the OG Brink, ones, the OG ones, like uh, motocross. motocross. Oh, we did it at the same time. How cute. <laughs> um, motocross. Yeah, I remember motocross. I remember the Disney Channel original movie thriving in the early 2000s. And, you know, I was when this movie came out, I was six years old. <laughs> and I just remember I remember vividly watching that basketball scene the, at the at the end, the climactic basketball scene. I remember vividly watching that as a kid in my bedroom um, because, like, they would hype up the Disney Channel original movies for like, weeks. For weeks, it'd be like, "We're on Friday night, seven p.m. We're putting on the Phantom of the Megaplex," and like, You're you like, got ah. a lot. Oh my god, I don't know what this movie is. This is like a scary movie. They'd be hyping up like the the trailers on Disney Channel for like Motocross, and it's like, what was that one? Um, original movie with the vamp- my my mom's dating a vampire. Well, it was like there was a lot of my mom's dating things. Um, um, and then there my, was my mom's date with the vampire. There was my date with the president's daughter, which we reference. We we were recording this out of order, but we reference it in an episode further down the line. Um, but I'm telling you, I love a good Disney Channel original movie, and this is one of those Disney Channel original movies that has to be one of my favorites. Because I don't, I don't even know. I think it's. I just like the idea of it. I like the. This is an insane movie. It's it's crazy. This is honestly an insane movie. I I can't ever picture like a big like a studio coming out with a movie that is anything similar to this, and it's not a horror movie. You know, <laughs> I feel like this would be like this is a prime movie that could be a studio budgeted horror movie they did a pretty good job with the budget they had as a disney channel original listen we got to talk about the production design in this movie the luck of the we're reviewing the luck of the irish bt dub um we i don't think we ever said i did oh you did yeah um the the luck of the irish and saying happy saint patrick's day the production design in this movie was something that i took out of it and you know as we do with these movies we are looking at them in a critical lens where hey we're not here to poo-poo on movies, right? Like, we're not here to make fun of movies. But there's some stuff that's, like, interesting. <laughs> interesting <laughs> about the movies. So, um, one of the things that I noticed, my general thoughts on this movie, before we get into the nitty-gritty, um, the production design, Brie, I said their whole budget had to have gone into the production design. The, the prop guy, <laughs> or girl, had to have been, like... They got their work cut out for them in this movie. They're doing a majority of the work because, like, when you're messing with perspective the way that this movie does, you have to make... Like, if you're trying to say, oh, we're going to film this woman and she's, like, one foot tall. Well, now everything around her has got to be bigger because they don't have the budget to, like, Adobe Photoshop this thing and make her look smaller digitally. They And I don't know if they had the technology at the time. So what you got to do is you got to make everything around you look bigger and you got to mess with perspective. So like she'll be like one foot tall and buckled into the seat and the seat belt's like huge on her. And you know that she was sitting somewhere with just a giant like replica seat belt. The the production design in this movie is uh, phenomenal, phenomenal production design. And like she's got there's uh, a scene where she's got like a big thing of matches and you know it's like. They must have spent so much money and so much time creating a giant set of matches for this actress to use. And I I walked away from it and I was like, the whole budget had to have gone on the production design and the props. Because there's so many of them. There's like big everything in in this movie. (laughs) When the coin's big? Yeah, when the coin... And it's dangling. Like, so there's a scene in like the beginning of the movie where mom is one feet one foot tall leprechaun and uh son dangles a coin that's on like a necklace and so the coin is like huge and she's like analyzing it and it's dangling and i, I looked at real how do you think they shot that because they wanted to give the illusion that he's like literally holding up the chain in front of her but we don't see his hand or anything we just see kind of like a little, a little bit of the chain. a little bit of the chain dangling back and forth. <clears throat> I was like, "How do you think they shot that?" That's interesting. It's it's super interesting to me because I'm, I have to imagine that this movie didn't have a, a tremendously large budget. It's a straight to TV 
Disney Channel original. So I don't know, but I don't know. That's what stuck out to me. Was, watching I'm it. excited about it. Also, Ska. There's yeah, there ska, is Ska. There's a in Ska here. scene in this movie, and I always appreciate good uh, use of of the genre of Ska. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this movie knew that it was an early 2000s movie because Ska is such a 90s thing. Like, it's, I, I think of Good Burger when I think of Ska. <laughs> I think of Good Burger. Like, um, when was Good Burger? Like, 96, 97, 98, somewhere around there. And I don't know why I always associate Ska with Good Burger. <laughs> it just seems like the general vibe. Like, Nickelodeon. You know the 90s vibe of Nickelodeon where everything was like extreme and splat. <laughs> yeah. Like so like the Nickelodeon, the original um splat design. the splat design, like everything was splat, everything was like geometry shaped things and like weird designs and neon colors. That's what I think of when I think of ska. So this movie has a ska sequence in it. And I said, I don't know if this movie knows that it's in the early 2000s right now, because I thought Ska's done at this point. What are your general thoughts? Um, my general thoughts is, like, it has a very, like, a message about, like, how it's important to, like, know your heritage, be proud of where you come from, but also be proud of where you are now. And I was like, man, maybe we need this vibe now. In our torn, could the luck of the Irish unite the country? If we played the luck of the Irish on every TV channel, I think the Irish would be really mad. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, I think everyone else would be pretty cool with it. Um, You don't know how the Irish feel about the luck of the Irish. Listen, we're sitting in an auditorium. (laughs) We're at a school board meeting. It's very intense at this school board meeting. We're talking about masks, Brie. We're talking about masks. Some people want them. Some people don't. And then one hero rises up in the crowd, puts on the projector, logs into their Disney Plus account, and broadcasts the luck of the Irish. 90 minutes later, everybody is shaking hands and hugging, united as one true America, regardless of heritage. That's the world I one day want to live in. Beautiful. That's the world I one day want to live in. Um, So before we get started into getting into everything super in-depth into the luck of the Irish, I have a question for you, Brie. Well, two questions. What's the question? First question is, what do you do to feel lucky? I don't know. I was trying to think of like how to work. Do I have like a lucky charm or anything? Do you have a lucky charm? Let's put it that way. Um... I don't have a lucky charm, but I do do this thing. It's, <laughs> Go ahead. It's like it's the. Oh yeah, do do the little like like little clap into the mic cause, so that we can hear. It's like a. Like I do that all the time. When you work out, because like when I go to the gym with you, I I notice that you do this. You'll, it's like every you'll pat your legs in that rhythm. It's every time I get done with something. I I don't know why. It's just like. I don't know. I don't know. I could give you a reason. Is it because I'm not autistic? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I could give you a Caught. reason. Caught. <laughs> um, so that makes you feel lucky? Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, I, nothing bad happened to me yet. Other than that, I don't really believe in luck. I, Other than it, you might have got COVID that one time from the gym? <laughs> I still don't have my taste back 100%. Why you got to remind me? Yeah. It happens. What's your second question? My second question for you is, what's your breeze treat for today? Today's breeze treat is Irish soda bread. You're going to need four cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon salt, one teaspoon baking soda, four tablespoons of butter, one large egg, and one and three-fourths cup of buttermilk. If you don't have buttermilk, you put milk in. In a container, and you put some lemon juice in there and let it curdle for a little bit, and there you got buttermilk. An optional one cup of raisins and a tablespoon of granulated sugar. Buttery, flaky crust. I would definitely add the sugar because I think Irish soda bread tastes better when it's sweet, and I personally like it with raisins. Buttery, flaky crust. Um, You're going to preheat your oven to 425. Um, Grease your baking pan. Um... Whisk all the flour, salt, baking soda together. Um, work in the butter using your fingers um, so it's like coarse, mealy. Toss in the raisins and sugar 
um, and then make like a well in the bit in the middle of the dough and add the egg and buttermilk and mix it until it comes together. Um, and then, you know, knead it, shape it into a loaf, put it in the, your baking pan, put it in the oven for 45 minutes and let it cool for 10, serve it warm with some butter. I like to, um, cause I'm disgusting. I like to put the, cut it up into slices, put one slice and then I'm going to put, um, corned beef on it and like cabbage on top of it and then I'm going to drizzle a thousand island dressing on it and then top it with another piece of Irish soda bread and make it like you this most make, disgusting you sandwich you you've ever. You know this sound like when what? you said thousand island dressing? What? This is an Irish Big Mac. It really, it really <laughs> is. You want, it's Irish soda bread, corned beef, cabbage, thousand island, another slice of the Irish soda bread. I used to make this for lunch when I was like in high school. Are you Irish? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. My mom would just buy a lot of corned beef. Mm-hmm. Um, sliced corned beef from the deli is really good. But if you made a cor- corned beef at home, that's also good on it. Um, I'm kind of like a corned beef fan. Yeah. I love corned beef. Your, your beef head? I love corned your beef. Your beef head? Yeah, my mom. Like, we're not Irish at all. Um, we're like my, my mom is English and German. My dad is Italian and Polish. We are nothing but just blah, 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 nothing Irish at all. Um, and do we love a good on St. Patrick's Day potatoes, cabbage, and corned beef? Yes, we used to eat it every St. Patrick's Day until I moved out. Yeah, they still eat it, just not with me. I'm, I got to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of like traditional Irish food. I don't know why. I'm just not. You just like hamburgers. I do. I like, I'm an American. And that's what we're going to talk about when we get into this movie. So you want to get into it? Yes. Let's Great. get into it. Let's do it. All right. Getting down to the nitty gritty of the luck of the Irish. We open on just the opening title. It slams into the beginning. There's no like, ooh, Disney Channel presents. There's no... Um. Oh, per, uh, this person presents. It's just boom. Luck of the, the Irish. Irish. The luck of the Irish. We know exactly what we're getting out of this. So, what are your opening thoughts, Bree? Um, I'm excited. You're excited to watch the film. I'm excited. Um, um, I'm not Irish, but I'm pumped. Not Irish, but we're pumped. Um, our opening is our main character Kyle narrating, and he says, "I wrote down the opening quote. Everybody in the world is different." And that's a that's a great way to start because the way you're supposed to start movies is like if we're going through like a beat sheet, you have to start off with something that's going to set the tone for the rest of the movie or like establish the theme for the rest of the movie. So I think that everybody is different thing is a very nice way to establish our major theme in the movie, which is the idea that you need to know your heritage. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's our general uh thematic thing that we have in this movie be proud of who you are know where you came from right right blah 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 is right so we get uh, we're in in like an auditorium and we pan over to like all of these different members of the audience and they are all uh different representations of different ethnicities and nationalities which is kind of a cool thing i said this is the most diverse audience in the world (laughs) (laughs) this has got to be the most diverse audience in the world um but we see like i can't remember what happens in this scene because i that i skipped my notes they're playing basketball right in the auditorium no it's like a it's they're at like the heritage thing right I don't know. I already we watched this movie this I know. morning. I already I, forgot. I didn't like. I maybe it is the heritage thing because I was like, he's like, I don't have. Any oh yeah, yeah, heritage. yeah. You're, you're right. Like, you're right. He wakes up in a cold sweat. Yeah, it's a, it's like a a heritage at school celebration. There's gonna be something about knowing your heritage. I skipped around. I skipped like the whole beginning. I also skipped um, the whole beginning. And he's like, everyone has a heritage, I guess. Like. Uh, except me, I guess. <laughs> I guess. And he like wakes up. Um, he wakes up in a nightmarish cold sweat. <laughs> I'm like, because... maybe I wouldn't be so nightmarish. Oh no, he's small. 
that's what it is. I wrote it down actually. He's small, so he's at like the heritage. Now I remember. He's at the heritage uh, assembly and presentation. They're like, "All right, Kyle's up." His name's Kyle, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had to make that very clear. So they're like, "Oh yeah, Kyle's up." Kyle, hello, where are you, Kyle? Kyle and Kyle's like, "I'm I'm here, I'm here," and he's looking up. And he's just like really, really small. He's like, you can't see me. I'm right here. And then she's like about to step on him. And he and wakes then, up. And then he wakes up and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And he like, then he goes like downstairs. He puts on his little outfit. He goes downstairs. And his parents look like that classic 2000s parent. How look. would you describe the classic 2000s parent? Like they look like parents. Like nowadays, parents like they are their parents can be fashionable. Like still look like young. These parents look like too like. Well, dad's got a goatee and balding, and mom is just like traditional looking mom. Yeah, like wearing plain clothes, like slacks and like a blouse. And you know, I was thinking they about they don't this. make moms like that no more. Yeah, now moms are like wearing Lululemon. Yeah, and workout like joggers t-shirts and, and yeah. Stuff. <laughs> um. So I I had a comment about this. I was like, man, this nightmare really affects like this heritage thing. Like, I don't know my heritage and I don't know where I come from. This is like really affecting this kid's mental health. Right. He's like, mom, like, dad, what are we? And they're like, we're Americans, Kyle. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote that down, too. We're from Cleveland. I wrote that down too because Kyle goes down for breakfast and he we we meet mom and dad and he's like where are we from like what's our origin like what's our nationality and they won't give him a clear answer because they keep like beating around the bush when it comes to giving him a, a clear answer and mom says quote we're Americans. That's all the heritage we need. <laughs> and I cycled Brie sitting there. I said, that is like a response that you would get from somebody in the year 2022. <laughs> We're Americans. <laughs> Especially we like mean. around where we live. You would get that response. It doesn't care where we came. It doesn't matter where we came from. What matters is that we're American. I think it's very important to know, like, your heritage. Like, yes, we are Americans. But, like, my heritage, like, a couple generations ago... We like none of my family is an old immigrant. They're all newer immigrants, like grandparents and great grandparents. So like, this America is still very new for my family. I can't trace my roots back very far on this continent. I think mine, my roots go back to nineteen twenties. I think the twenties is when um my great grandma and her family came over from Italy. I don't know my Polish side though. I think it's like almost it's like great grandparents and it's then It's normally great grand my grand my grandparents are first generation Americans. Same with my grandparents. Yeah. Except for my grandpa. I believe he he was my like he was actually came over. My mm-hmm. my actual grandpa. I think this movie has some really interesting social commentary to it and like Oh, we're going to get critical. We're going to put on our critical glasses and we're going to say, wow, this is a really adult movie for a Disney Channel original. It's where- taking on a very like adult topic of like knowing where you come from. What, what defines an American, right? Like when mom says we're American, that's all that matters. I would. OK, well, what defines an American? Because. Is America made up of Americans or is America made up of a bunch of people who came over from different places? And that's what makes the culture of America. I think that's why Kyle kind of has like this identity crisis because like he doesn't know what he is. He knows he's American, but like, what am I? Like, where do we come from? Where do Who am I? It's like, who can I trace back? Yeah. And when dad says Cleveland, I think he just like rolls his eyes into the back of his dad says we're from Cleveland. And like his friend, uh, what's her name? The the main girl character. I don't remember her name. Bonnie. Bonnie. Got it. Nailed it. Okay, so Bonnie is like, where are you from? Because she's doing like she's part of like the heritage committee. And he goes, I'm from Cleveland. And she's like, no, like, dude, where (laughs) where are you from? Like, don't fuck around. Where are you from? And he's like, I don't know. Um, so I I also made a note um, because then we get Kyle going to school 
and he's wearing this coin around his neck and the coin is supposed to be like super lucky it gives his family luck it's his lucky coin and this is with the basketball game yes we're in the basketball okay scene. we're we're in the basketball game scene where he like puts his hand out to like block oh. a ball and then the ball ricochets off his yes. hand into the net mm-hmm. into like yeah. the basketball net i'm like <laughs> you've never I was, done that i wrote before? down suspicious <laughs> af like you, you've never done that in a basketball like, game before i'm like this school i'm like i i don't know i would be like how did kyle do that i remember like, one time when Kyle's i was a in, wizard i don't know <laughs> i remember one time when i was in eighth grade and i was playing basketball and the ball flew into like mid court and then I just whacked it to save it from being out of bounds and then it just went in the hoop. <laughs> like that doesn't happen to you? That's just like the You've cra- never done that? that's the craziest thing. Also, these are huge middle school. You know what you know what that scene reminded <laughs> me of is like in Spider Man when Peter Parker like does stuff that insinuates that he's Spider Man like, yeah, and nope, he's Spider-Man. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> nobody realizes that this guy does exactly what Spider-Man does. And nobody's like, hey, that guy's Spider-Man. That's what this reminded me of because it's like, if that shit happened where the ball flew into midcourt and the kid smacked it to keep it from going out of bounds and then it just went in the basket, I would have been like, this kid's a wizard. Like, he's a leprechaun. <laughs> and then we <laughs> get some this leprechaun scene magic. at school where he's like staring off into space because he's like distraught about his parents like giving him a non-answer because this is really affecting this kid yeah and he's like staring off into space the bell rings and the teacher's like just turning your tests and he like just fills in a bunch of answers and the teacher's like scolding him like you should have just left it blank you know i take off points for wrong answers L- luck doesn't mean that you can get by without knowing things and then the teacher picks it up and he's like these are all correct and i'm like i'll be so freaking mad as, as, a, teacher. as a teacher i'd be like you guessed everyone right okay so here's the thing about being a teacher and <laughs> i'm sure all the other teachers that might be listening can attest to this is like you have to grade fair as a teacher right you have to grade fair especially when it comes to multiple choice questions where it's like I there's also... not there's not like leeway in there to be subjective in your grading but you have to be fair, but sometimes it kills you to grade fair because I feel like a kid's getting on your nerves. Not that you don't like a kid, but if a kid's getting on your nerves or does something that, you know, makes you ticked off a little bit, it's like you don't root against the kid, but it's like if it would be validating if he had gotten this wrong because I know the kid wasn't paying attention. I'll give an example. I have one student whose handwriting is atrocious. So I have, but I have a handwriting rubric that is how do you get the A? And I was going through their handwriting that I actually, every day the handwriting is atrocious except for the day where it's time to get a grade on handwriting. Then the handwriting becomes neat. Makes me so angry. But this it seems like this kid knows how to play the system because he's like, I don't have to practice. I just know how to do it. Like, why do I even have to practice when I can show up on the day of and like and be fine? I just, I got just like so, I got angry and I, because giving that A kills me when I know like it's not a deserved A. Right. But I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Like. That's how I am. So like, like with, when, and. Essays, you can be a little bit more subjective with grading. So with essays, it's like I can forgive some things, but eh, other times I might not be so forgiving in, in regards to like little grammar errors. And that that comes in response of like, if I know that the student didn't put in the full effort, I might be a little bit more hard. I probably shouldn't say that. But yeah. that's... I, I, I feel like every teacher is like that with subjective grading where it's like I have rubrics you, you, for everything. I do not, too. You don't I grade you don't subjective. grade you don't grade unfairly. You don't grade in spite of a, of a student. But for some you might, you know, overlook certain things. And, you know, we've all been there. I don't do it often. I haven't done it in a long time. I haven't done it maybe since my first year because after a while, I just stopped caring, and I was like, you know what? It's not worth like grading vindictively because it, that could just come back to bite you in the butt in the future. But this is how 
we get into like our discussions of education, how how Anthony has changed as a teacher. I think my biggest change as a teacher is having rubric so I can't grade subjectively. Everything yeah. has a rubric. I look at a rubric for every single thing I grade. I'm like, do you have every word that we have learned spelled correctly? If we've learned silent E, we've learned vowel teams, we've learned three-letter words, we've learned this ending, this ending, this ending. Those need to be spelled correctly because we've learned those. And then these memory words need to be spelled correctly. I was like, everything else doesn't have to be spelled correctly. But if I look at a word like the and it's spelled wrong... I was like, I can't give you the four. I can give you the three or the two or the one. Mm -hmm. I was like, you automatically lose out on the four because not all your words are spelled correctly. And it's only words that we have learned. Because I wouldn't expect the kids to know how to spell the word because, because we haven't had that word as a spelling word yet. They haven't had to learn how to spell because yet. Mm -hmm. Have you, you, what's like the hardest word that they can spell? Or that you've taught them um, as the, of right now? The hardest word that they have learned. Um, they struggle with the question words, the who, where, which, because it's the WH mm-hmm. sound. That tricks kids up because in some parts of the country, the WH put together make a different sound than oh, the W yeah. sound. They actually make the where, where. Mm-hmm. He will actually say it that way. Whip. And I'm like, in, and I, t- I have to explain to the kids, I'm like, in our part of the country where we live, I was like, we just pronounce it wuh. And I'm like, and it's going to be confusing. I was like, but when I give you the spelling word, I will do the wuh, the wuh sound. So you know that there's two letters there. Right. But it's really hard for them to learn. And I think that's the part... <sighs> The part of our program that I don't like is that it's it's the I feel like people in California make the decisions about curriculum and the people in the Midwest don't speak like that. So therefore, it doesn't work for us because Mm -hmm. we don't speak the same way. Our regional accent is different than your regional accent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we don't take into account regional accents when we teach literacy and if I was to go back for my doctorate's degree, it'd be talking about regional accents and its effect on literacy. Yeah. Yeah, you can be Dr. Bree. Dr. Bree. Wouldn't um, you like, send me money so then I can go back for my doctorate's <laughs> Um Well, you can also listen to our uh, sister podcast that's launching soon, Talking Ed with <laughs> Anthony and Bree. Talking Ed. Gosh, I could have a ton of stuff to talk about educational-wise. That would be a good actual, like, sister podcast to make, Talking Ed. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Talking Dead. Talking Ed. I'm sure that's a name of a podcast out there. Probably. If not, Brie, we're trademarking it. We're doing it. <laughs> I have a more to talk. I honestly have more to talk about when it comes to, like, education than I do movies. Mm-hmm. But that's because my whole life is education. I wake up, I But I feel like in every podcast we do, we we talk about education just a tad bit. Because that's our life. Yeah. Um, Talking to Ed with Anthony and Brew. Anyways, uh, luck of the Irish. We are, what did we leave off? He he got his test grade back. Yeah, and then he goes home. um, And like he's still upset about this whole heritage month thing and his this heritage month thing is making his parents crazy they oh, make I got this, it. We got they it. make this weird dinner and he's like oh is this italian and it's like a there's a big old bowl like with a like lettuce, lettuce bowl, bowl mm-hmm. like and with noodles in it and they're it's like it's just a bunch of shit that they had in the cabinet and she's like, no, I got this in like this magazine. It's, it's healthy. like, no, mom, you took everything that was left inside of your cabinet and you threw it into a bowl. And I'm like, this this whole heritage one thing is making these parents like crazy. Insane. And they're acting super weird. Looney Tunes. And then like, it's just, it's, it's just really weird. And so he goes into his parents like study area, right? And he like looks at like his dad's yearbook and he can't find his dad in the yearbook 
under his name. Like he can't find his dad's name. So, but his da- you said his dad changed his name, his right? Dad, yeah, but he looked at his dad's birth certificate. It's a different last name. It goes from Smith oh, to so th- okay. I I get Johnson. I get what happened. Yeah, I was lost for like a second there, and then I caught up. But okay, I got to mention something before we move forward. Is we're introduced to the friend as well, Russell. Russell, and for the first, it's got to be thirty minutes to forty-five minutes of this movie. Everything that Russell says. All of the other characters ignore. I love Russell. <laughs> he keeps He's saying such a funny things character. and nobody responds to it. Also, there's a scene, and we're going to talk about it, but they're at like the fairgrounds, at the big Irish festival in the fairgrounds, and Kyle is like pouring his heart out to Russell, saying like, man, this heritage thing is really getting to me. Like, I really need to know where I'm coming, where I come from. He's like... You know, Russell, like, think, you, do you think, like, we could uh, you know, walk around a little bit? And he's, like, pouring his heart out to Russell and waiting for Russell to respond with something, like, deep and heartfelt. And you know what Russell says? What did he say, Anthony? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's the extent of that conversation. He goes, yeah. I think <laughs> these characters are so interesting. And we'll get into, like... Because our next scene, we're at the fairgrounds. Before we get to that fairground scene, one of the things that I want to mention, too, that I made note of is the the cinematography, I guess, of this movie is so late 90s, mid 2000, like early 2000s cinematography. I, I pointed this out to you and you agreed that you recognized it as well, that when there's a thing that 90s like original like disney movies used to do where they would there was a certain i don't i'm not a nerd for lenses but there's a lens it seems like it's a lens thing that the camera uses where everything in the foreground looks magnified and like bigger than everything in the background so like I, it's tough to explain without you seeing it, but this movie does that where I said this is like um, ev- like everything in the foreground looks huge. So when they're at the dinner table with mom and dad, there's mom is at the, sitting at the table and then the bowl and the glasses all look like they're really big in the foreground and mom also looks big, but everything in the background looks really tiny and small <laughs> in perspective. And it's just a thing that 90s cinematography used to do. I, I Maybe it like is for kids where it's like, ooh, we'll get the kids like eyes centered on these things instead of, you know, whatever else the eyes might be centered on. I just thought it was interesting um, <laughs> as a film nerd where it's like, yes, I'm not I'm not super knowledgeable about lenses, but I can tell that that's a lens thing that, that you do. Um just like with okay i'm going to mention scream with lenses too um there's a certain thing that scream does with their lens where like the uh the picture bends in certain ways so like if we were to watch scream again i'd point it out to you but there are certain shots in which the shot bends because the lens isn't it was like the lens wasn't supposed to be used what it was used for the way it was used so lenses are interesting <laughs> lenses are cool and he's smiling right now I'm when he's smiling. saying it um but we do get to the fairgrounds and there's this book at like this stand that makes me <laughs> chuckle out loud but what's the name of the it's book it's like Brie? it's like everything you need to know about being irish but we're too afraid to ask yeah and i'm like, like why would you be afraid to ask and i just like i saw like that what a weird what a weird strange book and then you get like this random old guy where we later find out like that's and i, that's I gotta his grandpa. tell you i gotta tell you People people don't speak like this. Oh no, he said he he spoke. Well, we find out that I couldn't grandpa, make sense of a damn that thing. Grandpa is several hundred years old. Yeah. So like he is he, talking gibberish. The the family once the leprechaun thing comes out, the family starts talking in like comically cartoonish stereotypes of 
like Irish vernacular in terminology. Like, oh, like I'm not going to do the accent. He says, the Bla- what? like the Blarney Stone, and I was like, wait, Blarney? What is Blarney? And uh, like the the metaphors that they use, like, oh, uh, your heart's as cold no, as no. a landlord. No, it's tough as a landlord's heart. Tough as a landlord's heart. That's what it was. And, and I thought, ooh, what a strike against landlords. I know, dude. <laughs> um, take that feudalism in ancient But Europe. you know what? I guess it makes sense that Grandpa speaks all crazy because Grandpa is like, it's established that he invented the potato chip, which means he's at least 100 years old. Gran- but- Grandpa talks. Grandpa talks like a cartoon character. And Grandpa talks like, if I was Kyle, I'd be like, dude, you got to speak Normal. normal like i can't make out a damn thing you're saying right now i'm gonna go to like the seamus king of the dance like show and this king of the steps king of the steps king of the step anyway and every person that seamus touches starts just doing the, the jig yeah like irish step dancing yeah and, and there's a cool little irish step dancing like there's like a scene where it's like that's music um they use really what else and then um he gets like kyle gets like knocked down on accident by like not accident like the other workers it's purposely on accident because they want to take his necklace because they're after he lucky charms oh yeah when he keeps saying that's my lucky charm i'm like wait was lucky charms a cereal at this time yes because lucky charms is quite old right Um, so they had to be self-aware that (laughs) he's after me lucky charms (laughs) you're the one doing the accent i've refrained from doing the accent. i will do that i will do the accent because that's the the tagline for the cereal they're after me lucky charms yes but do you have to say it so yes. like yes so- that's how it says it in oh, the commercial yeah. i don't um, know what's problematic and what's not problematic anymore um anyway can, can chris pratt do the mario accent or is that problematic um i would prefer he not <laughs> but also like if he doesn't like is it even mario hey it's me mario <laughs> <laughs> what up it's the green lizard from mario the fucking green lizard from mario <laughs> <laughs> um i could then, see i could do that act that like new jersey italian acts i'm italian i can do that but i'm not irish so i don't feel comfortable doing the uh, accent yeah i mean i yeah um but they, they they take his necklace his lucky necklace they take his lucky charm and then he instantly like the next day he wakes up and his luck is gone he goes to grab he, his necklace and his trophy falls on his foot yeah, and I was like, oh, that's me, like, every morning when I, like, when something slightly inconveniencing happens, I'm just like, ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> he goes down into his kitchen, and mom has made... Tradi- like an tra- Irish breakfast. An Irish breakfast with, like, a bunch of stuff. And, and she's, she's, talk- like, she's talking in the accent, too, and she's yeah. saying a bunch of, like, mumbo-jumbo. And she's like, it's time we told you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you've already begun to do the accent so you might but as well I'm, just I'm quoting mom continue <laughs> we're irish and the reason they didn't want the reason <laughs> she gives for not telling him that they're irish is because when the irish first came to this country they were treated badly and she wanted him to have a normal life He's and like, be an american ma it's 2001 and this is why i truly believe mom is so old probably mom is probably e- e- almost pro- as old as grandpapa so like grandpa is like several hundred years old yeah like so mom has to be at least a couple hundred yeah at least a hundred they're all leprechauns they're leprechauns they're all leprechauns and they all act so like mom and and granddad all act like traditional like cartoony leprechauns and i'm like but this family is ridiculous you're ridiculous people mom gives <laughs> he's about to go to school and mom hands him his lunch and it's in a rusty pail yeah, okay yeah it's like slop and, and it's like beans and like meat she's like i packed you a lunch and she hands him like slop like gruel in a rusty bucket and then they he brings he it he brings it in the rusty bucket and i'm like dude you're walking around with this and he's like this talking, is so embarrassing he's talking to russell about it. he's like yeah so i'm irish and all this and my mom <laughs> gave my me rusty like bucket and, and then he has like a horrible day at school. Like everything, yeah, the no good, very he, he, bad day. He lost his homework. His backpack broke. Um, he all- spilled. Well, okay. 
He goes to open his locker, and that bucket of slop falls on him. To which my question, and I said, why did he put that? I said, why did this? He put that bucket of food in his locker. So he brings. I gotta lay this out. I would have ditched it. I'm gonna be honest. I would have ditched it. He brings this rusty bucket full of slop to school. (laughs) Doesn't put it in a container. Is like carrying it by the handle of the bucket. And then we found out that he just like put it in his locker and like I, I said, Kyle, dude, like your locker is going to reek. I mean, I and guess all it, of that food is cold. And now <laughs> I guess it makes sense that mom did that because like if mom is a couple hundred years old, she's she has no Tupperware. She she well, I, she's a leprechaun. But come on, she's living. I know, but she kind of regresses. She, they regress though, and she acts more leprechaun. You're thinking too far into this. I don't thing. know. So he like he he just has a no good, no good, day. very bad day. And um, like the the girl from the heritage celebration like gets on him, and she's like, "You don't earn anything." Everything is luck. Like you, if you weren't so lucky, like the other team outplayed you yesterday, and the only reason you guys won is because you're lucky. Do you think this is a commentary on white privilege? Maybe. Maybe. Um, and then they have like their game. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like how you dribble up and down the court. They. Oh and yeah, they had their game. They had their mm-hmm. game, and he he biffs like, it. He biffs it hard, like, and to the point where. The next day at school, the, everyone is terrible. Everyone's like, "You suck, Kyle." And I said, "Oh, how they we, say you're oh, a loser, the Kyle." They said they call him a loser, and they and, were all buddy buddy with him. These fake ass fans, they were all <laughs> buddy buddy with him, and they and, were like, "Oh, hey, Kyle, what's up? You're great." And, to make matters worse, though, he wakes up the next day and he is shorter by a few inches. By, yeah, no, he the day before he could look into his dresser mirror. When he wakes mm-hmm. up the next morning, he can only see like the top half of his head. So, and he wears a bucket hat, he which wears I think a is bucket hat <laughs> all day at school. No all hats day. in school. If I was a teacher, I'd be like, "Dude, the bucket hat, it, it's." But it's they're waiting. Go. They're, they did that for the big reveal. Yes, of when he takes off his bucket hat, and he's got orange frosted tips. He has orange hair and and pointy ears. Okay, so well, there's a couple of things I want to mention here. First of all how quickly the entire school turns on him when he biffs one basketball game. But I think it's like the game before the championship. So. And he like he doesn't perform. They still win, but he doesn't perform well. And the the school went from, oh, hey, Kyle, you're great, and to, Kyle, you're a loser. And I said, where, what? Like what school is this? Also, what like, friends are these? You know, like Kyle's good at basketball. He just had a bad day. Yeah, it's like you turn on him like that. They turned on him so quickly, um, and so he's wearing this bucket hat to school, and it looks ugly. And he notices his chain is like magnetic. Yeah, he. They're in um science class, and it's like what what's attracted to a magnet, and it's like iron, cobalt, and nickel. Nickel, yeah, and. Um, his necklace is supposed to be solid gold, but then his necklace gets stuck to the magnet, and Russell's like, "Hey, I thought you said that was gold." So magnets don't lie, bro. And he's like, "It is." And then he's he takes a good look at it, and he's like, "This isn't my coin." And that's the point where he tells Russell, "I'm going home." And Russell's like, "But if you did school, you won't be able to play in the big game." And he's like, "But I have to go tell my mom, like this is a family heirloom or something." And he leaves school, gets home. And mom's a foot tall. Mom is a foot tall. And and dad's like, we need to talk. And he's just like. <laughs> so dad knew. She goes, you're a leprechaun, Kyle. I'm a what? I'm a what? <laughs> and uh, dad's like. He tiptoes around the question of did he meet her when she was one foot tall because he kyle asked dad about it and dad's like about to answer and then he gets interrupted well you know because it's the youngest person in the o'reilly clan has to wear the necklace so it's assumed mom probably wore the necklace before kyle was born i would like to imagine that he met mom when no she was, she was a full-size tall. random <laughs> regular human being um 
But like mom's a foot tall and then he talks about he's like shows mom the, the coin and how and everything and she's like and then he tells he thinks the old guy at the fair took the necklace and mom's like I know exactly That's did, your she's like did he bit of gray hair I was like snip snake on the bottom of his shoe the dirty snake <laughs> he's like that's and he's like that's your granddad and so and then he finds out his granddad's a potato chip guy yeah and there's so the, before this in like almost every scene at least one character is holding a bag of emerald isle potato okay. chips and we find out that granddad is the guy who runs that factory and also created the potato chip but like he can't say he created the potato chip because like it was invented like a hundred years me, ago. So, in the other movie that we reviewed about the Irish, um, eternal Irish people, Halloween three season of the witch, um, Co- what's his name? Conk Conklin Conklin. I can't remember the dude's the villain from I that don't movie's name. Either. But he also is eternal. And he also creates this big corporation and this big factory for, like, joke things under the guise of, like, an ulterior motive. I don't think... He doesn't have an ulterior motive. He just likes potato chips. Yeah. (laughs) I just like money. Yeah. But it's similar vibes. Even the characters kind of look similar from Halloween 3 to this. And, like, they're both, like, old white guys with gray hair. And except the one in this movie is much shorter and like because he's a leprechaun. Um, and then like they go and then like they're thrown out like, oh, he doesn't want to hang out with you. And then like the Bonnie and like the achievers group is taking a tour of the potato chip factory. So once they're thrown out, Kyle kind of sneaks in. And then there's like this whole chase scene around the potato chip factory. (laughs) And then he kind of gets like caught by his grandpa and his grandpa's like, this is my grandson. And, and he, I mean, he's talking mumbo jumbo. I, I, if I was Kyle, I'd be like, I can't make out a damn thing you're saying right now, dude. You got to speak like 2001 lingo. Granddad goes out to the car with mom. Cause mom is a little leprechaun and, and mom is handling all of these like giant props as an actress. Like we talked about earlier, she's got this big book of matches that she uses to cover herself from the rain. She's in the big like seatbelt in the car. Um, the big coin she has in her hand. Prop department working overtime in this movie. And she's like, you took it. And he's like, I didn't take it. I thought you did just to spite me. And they kind of were like, blah, blah. And then he talks about Seamus at the, the he's like, you didn't tell me you went to Seamus's show. That's the this type of leprechaun. He's a bad leprechaun. It's a, a I name said, I can't remember. I said there are good and bad leprechauns. I wrote down. Um, he's a bad leprechaun who takes. Well, other I would imagine that a luck. good a good leprechaun is Mine's like their business. is like from the Lucky Charms. Like that's a good leprechaun. A bad leprechaun would be like from the movie Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's Seamus is going around and stealing other leprechauns' luck. So they go as like a whole family. They go to drive to the fairgrounds to try and get their luck back. And they run into him trying to get their luck back. And they, they a chase ensues. Oh, and this then is where we Scott. Get, then this we get the Scott. The, yeah, it's a car chase. Scott car chase. Scott car chase. And then Grandpa's car pops a tire. Also, Grandpa is driving a bright green convertible. And because he's never had to worry about anything bad happening because he always has his luck. He doesn't have a spare tire. And like you have this moment where like our whole cast is down on their luck. The the car hood won't go up and it starts raining and the car po- tire popped and everyone's kind of like, there's no use. We're never going to get our luck back. And then we get like an inspiring, like, is it Bonnie who gives the inspiring, yeah. like, talk about like, you know, we are americans like we don't give up in america and it's like okay we're americans we don't give up and then like the rain goes away they come with a plan and then we get a rainbow and what's at the end of a rainbow anthony a pot of gold and so grandpa runs (laughs) 
And I said, Grandpa, you don't know where this rainbow ends. You're just running towards like this is going to take you forever. And it doesn't take them that long to find the place. So I'm like, what was Seamus's plan? He should have got out of Dodge. Why did he yeah, stop? Why did, why did they stop did so leave? close to where they're the uh, they popped a tire? And so they go, they get on the bus and they get their lucky coin back. But then they he, they get caught because well, Grandpa okay, got so greedy. There, there's a mo- yeah, I was gonna say there's a moment where they find all of Seamus's like large pot of gold in in his tour from bus, stealing other leprechauns' from, luck from stealing other leprechaun stuff. And Grandpa's like they find the coin, and then Grandpa's like, "Oh, let's just take the entire pot." And I was like, "Are you a protagonist or are you an antagonist?" Because that's like a me like a bad guy thing to do. And Kyle is be like, no, Grandpa, bad, bad, bad leprechaun. No, <laughs> you're a good leprechaun, not a bad one. And then they get caught. And like Seamus is like, I'm going to put your grandpa into slavery and all this stuff and take your luck. And Kyle's like, oh, I remember Grandpa said if you ever get into it with this type of leprechaun to challenge them to like a okay, contest because they I, can't can refuse. I interrupt for a second and sure. just put out a little bit of appreciation that they gave the dad an active role in this movie. Like he's like an active part of this squad that's looking for the coin. Like he's infiltrating the, like he tries to infiltrate the tour bus. He's in the car with them. He's like offering help. He he has something to do. He's a ride or die for mom. It would be very easy for the filmmakers to have been like, dad isn't really like affiliated with the family like, he's not part of the direct lineage but, but therefore that, he shouldn't really he's kind of the outsider but he's the reason for the strained relationship between mom and grandpa because mm-hmm. dad mom was grandpa wanted mom to marry another leprechaun mom fell in love with a regular guy and that's the reason why she like they don't talk to the grandpa because mm-hmm. he's mad because he wanted her to marry another remember, leprechaun. Do you remember how they explain why Kyle isn't shrinking as quickly? Yes. they When he's like, Mom, am I going to shrink like that? And she's like, you're only half leprechaun, Kyle. It'll take you days to get this small. And I'm like, Mom, that's not helpful. Not I'm half leprechaun. I won't get that small. It will take you several days to be this small. You will like, what are eventually the be this small. I was trying small. to figure out the rules. And I was like, what are the rules? And then I, I, I often bring up that rick and morty cat episode where the cat's just like don't just don't question it just have fun don't question it just have fun that's, um, that's what i'm doing I'm just having so fun. then they get they get caught and he ch- kyle challenges him to sports he's like he's like uh let's play i can beat you in sports and they but didn't specify the sports. and then they get transported to like this like irish stonehenge. country they're in stonehenge there's Stonehenge in the background. <laughs> They're like the Irish countryside. What is or up? Something. Okay, last movie we watched, the Irish wanted Stonehenge. This movie, the Irish are at Stonehenge. I. They like Stonehenge. I, what, is, what is their deal with Stonehenge? What's the deal with Stonehenge? <laughs> so they play all these sports, and Kyle's good at all the ones that like require a ball. Um, and but he's then, not good at throwing. And like, then like the Seamus is good at all the ones that require brute strength. Yeah. Um. So they tie. And so Seamus is like, I'm taking your luck because you were supposed to beat me. We tied. You didn't technically beat me. Ooh, the bad leprechaun mixing his words. And then Kyle said, fine. I challenge you to a basketball Yeah, he gets a little bit more specific. He's like, and I can beat you without my lucky coin. And if I lose, I will be your slave. But if you lose... Then you have to go to the land of my fathers within the bounds of, of Erie. The shores of Erie. The shores of Erie. He says. And the leprechaun is like, oh, Fine, let's whatever. do it. And then, they, then we get this basketball scene. This is middle school basketball. They're 15 years old. They're like... they're. He says junior high. Yeah, they're junior high. They're middle schoolers. This man is like 30, 40 years old. <laughs> this is a middle-aged, a clear middle-aged male team playing against... 15 year olds and you know and nobody what? bats an eye and kyle like is good at basketball again like he's without his luck i think he does make a lot more mistakes than he did when he had his lucky coin but he's proving at least to bonnie his parents russell like i actually can play basketball it's not just all luck yeah and uh Seamus, the bad leprechaun, start when he starts losing, he starts like regressing and becoming like the ugly leprechaun. And I gotta tell you, Brie, at 
the end of the by the end of this game the score is 76 to 74 i said this is the highest scoring middle school basketball game that i've ever seen in my life like somebody's got to sign kyle up for the nba like offer him a contract right now because it's it's pretty it's pretty wild so at the end of the game like the bad leprechauns lose and he's like give me my luck back and he's like oh it's like it's not even a big deal because like you're you're sending me back to ireland like, what? I, got, I got coins in a cave he's like he's like i got i'll still i'll be king of the leprechauns yet and he's like and you might as well learn how to pronounce it it's airy and not eerie and he said but my father is from Cleveland. And then there's this really cool <laughs> scene of the, the Seamus, the bad leprechaun, like shrinking all of his limbs and then getting like yeeted, uh, yeeted into Ohio. And I said, Into Lake Erie. Even in 2001, even Disney and the filmmakers in 2001 recognized that Ohio sucks. <laughs> They all recognize that Ohio sucks. Why would anybody want to be from Ohio? Why would anybody want to live in Ohio? They take that as such a horrible thing to like be punished with. Oh my God, I have to live in Ohio for the rest of eternity. Like, no. And then then we get the heritage assembly is happening. And Ky- we open up on Kyle. He's doing like some step dancing. He, we, he finishes He's up. also wearing a Cleveland Browns shirt. So he's representing Ohio as well. And so he's done with his step dancing. And then he gives like this impassioned speech. And then the, they break out into the musical number. The musical number, this land is your land. This land is my land. From California. Go ahead. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. From California to the New York Island, yeah. to the Redwood Forest, to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. Mm, sing it. <laughs> and I think um, I loved that song when I was a kid. I remember that scene vividly. So there are two scenes I remember vividly as a kid watching this movie. It was Granddad Leprechaun like on the top of the basketball, the basketball hoop, like watching the game. I remember that very vividly. And I remember that musical number at the end of the movie pretty vividly. It's the only two things I remember from the movie um, from my childhood. I think I thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie again. I thought it's definitely worth a watch. I like. I think we just had fun commentating on it, like throughout. Because some of the stuff is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really wild. This is the lunch thing. Just took me over. I think we can repurpose this movie. If this would be remade today, you could so remake this as like a horror movie. This is a horror movie. At, but it's not treated like this is a horrific thing that's happening. Like, oh my God, I'm becoming a leprechaun. I'm, my mom is up and he gets shorter, like yeah, visibly shorter. And Anthony's like, how do you think they did that? And I was like, they probably put lifts on the actor who plays Kyle. I said, well, my whole thing and was, do you, the think, do you think they took they put lifts on everybody else? And I was then, like, why would they put lifts on everyone else when they can just put lifts on one actor for like the beginning of the movie? And then and when then, it gets shorter, take you know the what lifts they probably off. did? They put probably several different lifts in, like tall lifts in him at the very beginning. This is a feat of ingenuity. He, then when he shrank a little bit, they probably put in still a lift, but not as tall as a lift. And then when he was shrunk, they probably took the lifts out altogether. This movie is a feat of ingenuity. The production designers need to be applauded. Let's applaud them. The production designers did an amazing job in this movie. Um, I liked it. I, I mean, I had, a, I had a good time. Uh, as we kind of wrap up for our discussion on it. Let me ask you first. Oh. Um, Anthony, does this make your top 100 best no. movies of all time? <laughs> no, it does not. Does it get an honorable mention? Uh, no, I don't think it gets an honorable mention. It doesn't get a dishonorable mention. It was just a good, uh, fun time. It was a fun I time. I think this gets an honorable mention from me <laughs> because I think you should watch it. I think it's, it's one of those movies where like, yeah, I would want my kid to watch this movie. When I think of Disney Channel original movies, it's like you pick ones that have important like things to say that it's important for a kid to get that. 
I just wouldn't want my kids speaking after they watch this movie speaking in like Anthony Irish mumbo jumbo. I watched Barney Christmas special and pretended to be an elf for like two weeks after that. You cannot stop kids from doing what they want to do. Isn't there that thing with Peppa Pig where like kids are developing British accents? Yes. Yeah. Kids are developing British accents from watching Peppa Pig too much. I worry that that would happen with the luck of the Irish and then my kid's going to get like why is your kid doing this like really problematic Irish accent? To speak more on that Peppa Pig thing, I just I laugh every time. Like there's a TikTok, and the dad's like, "Who's that, mom? Who's that, dad? Who's that, George?" <laughs> the kid makes, "Oi!" He makes says George, like the way Peppa Pig would say. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just funny. Okay, yeah. I agree. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's a good. It was all right. It was all right. I had a good time watching it, but that's because I think I had a better time watching it because we were able to commentate on it. If I was just like sitting there by myself watching the movie, I probably wouldn't bat an eye at it. Um, but that's just me. He's lame. That's just me. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap it up then. Um, where can we find you, Bree, on social media? Um, you can find me. Um, if you scroll down to um my scene.com you can play some cool dress up games um that's the only place that i'm you can find me at so what do you say to all your potential new followers um i i would say enjoy the dress up games i love those dress up games nice nice you my can always scene. you know what i mean it's my scene is that a t- early 2000s thing? Yeah, it's like a Barbie. It's like not we're Barbie. The, we're in the early 2000s right now. I wonder if that website still exists. Go ahead and you sign off. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at GLDTV1 on Twitter. Um, you can email us, reviewpodcast1 at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at review underscore pod for bonus content. If you're listening to us via podcast uh uh, uh, way of listening to us then you can always uh, find us on anywhere where podcasts are available Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts we don't do the YouTube anymore YouTube got too difficult to keep up with so we don't do the YouTube anymore but if, if people want it we can bring it back um, y'all just gotta let us know so I think that's it Bree, and we can sign off uh, for the review podcast, uh, come back on Saturday. We'll have an episode up. I can't remember which one is being uploaded, so it will leave it ambiguous. Up to mystery. Just wait for Saturday. Uh, signing off. I am Anthony. I'm Bree. And this is the review podcast. Thanks for coming and happy St. Patrick's Day. The review podcast. Yeah.